Welcome to Young Black in America podcast, the podcast where we talk about being young black in America. I'm your host, Jeremiah Davis. Jamal Davis. And we're Young Black in America podcast. All right, and today's topics are, are black men more religious or less religious than black and white men? Followed by people of color have the highest obesity rates in the United States. And we shall finish with, with discussing black space and white blindness. So, Jamal, do you go to church a lot? On Easter. Every Easter, every Easter, my mom go to church. That's the only time you go to church. You don't go to church. You get one a year. You get one Easter a year. Okay, so you don't really fit the, uh, you know, the the trends of this peer research um, study talking about black people and their religious habits. I don't. You know? I'm an outlier in that data set. I'm mm-hmm. an outlier. I mean, but I think some. I know some black people um, do go to church. I know some white people go to church. I think. I don't think there's nothing wrong with going to say I don't understand what you think he was trying to, or the author was trying to prove. Um, I think they were just like polling. Like if you look at it, they said about 69 of black men, they say religion is very important to them compared to 80% of black women who say religion is important to them. But you compare this to white women and Hispanic women, they say 55% of white women say religion is important to them and mm-hmm. 65% of Hispanic women. So, I mean... Overall, 80% of black men? 80% of black women. Wait a minute, how many black men? 69% of black men. Man, that's still really high. That's like if you We're the highest. Yeah, it's like almost a 7 out of 10, almost. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. Um, and it says, um, from the survey, 4% of black men um, attend weekly religious surveys, and that compared to 52% of black women, and it compared to Hispanics, you know... And white people. I just keep thinking about you ever you ever watch like all the Black Lifetime movies and they got good to say it's a good black man. That's the only thing I keep thinking. <laughs> it's a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, like a Tyler Perry movie. Like oh, you know, you gotta keep that man. He goes to church. Go to sex, man. He's a keeper, man. That's why you know you got a good one. Go to sex. But I I don't know. Does going to church and like praying daily is like makes you you know? No, is this? Yeah. I think it comes down to what's the definition. I've I was interested in what definition they use. Um, for what reason? They asked different questions. So, like, they said, believe in God, which is an absolute certainty. 79% of black women, black men said yes. 79? 70, 78%, actually. 78% of black so men almost said. almost 80% said um, yes. You if you believe in God, absolutely, is a certainty. Um, 80, I believe in God. 86% I mean, of black women said that, you know. And mm-hmm. this compared to 54% of Hispanic men, 65% of Hispanic women, 54% of white men and 67% of white women. So, you know. Yeah, I guess I'll be in the 80%. I believe in God. You believe in God? I mean, God. I mean, God loose. I mean, like, I believe in some type of mystical being or being. Like, something had to happen. I believe I in something like that. I don't like feel that. comfortable putting my belief out publicly like that. So, okay. Um, you know. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> What's the next one? And then the last, the last question they asked. Um, are um, are black uh, are you highly religious and by highly religious they saying adults who say religious is very important to them is one 
in one's life attends religious service at least once a week, yeah. pray at least once a day, yeah. <laughs> believe in God with absolute certainty is when they mean highly religious. So, and so they say 70% of black men are highly religious. 83% of black women are What's highly religious. What's the total religious. numbers of people uh, they survey? Um, Do you have that in there? No, it's just a it's just, just talking just about, about the survey. I wonder how big the sample size was. I mean, it's Pew, so the, it's probably a scientific survey. I mean, yeah. But I, this was kind of surprising to me, you know. I would love to see how big the sample size was. Um, I don't know, but I could be biased too. Cause I'm a black man. I'm not highly. I don't think of myself as anything highly religious. Um, I believe in God to some extent, but I don't really believe mm-hmm. in like I'm not going to church seven days a week. I'm definitely not going to church every once a Sunday. week. They say I'm not going to church once a and week. And they pray once, uh, once, uh, once, uh, once a day. I probably pray once a day. I don't go to church every. You know, black black millennials are the highest, like the most religious at all millennials. You know that. I, I do men believe. Men women. Just black, black millennials black than women. other compared like to other millennials. It's just bad for us out here. We got a lot to play about. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if shit was good, when we, shit's like, going good, you don't really need to play out. It says like, 6 in 10 black millennials, 61% yeah, I play, of the every time I see the polls, every time I call black passion, I'm like, oh, God, please let this guy pull me over. And that's compared to 39% of the, um, the non-black I mean, millennial counterparts. I, I think black people got a lot more shit to play about than white people. Especially if you a black man, you got a lot of shit. The mic ain't even bugging. Is that the mic? Okay. Yeah, I think you got a lot more shit to play about, you know? Like, I play about the cops by by me. I play when, like, cops and a cop won't pull me over. Um, you know, you got a lot to play about. I think that's probably why. The more lizards, the, the higher risk. I think if, if you look at things from like that point, Sam's point, like mm-hmm. when, when things are worse for you, most people tend to go to some type of opposite being because they need. Well, I like, think that was the case for like black people throughout our whole um, history. In even like if you look at like um, Jewish members in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. there was way more lizards than when they were actually like. Yeah, in the Holocaust, you—I mean, you read stories about how some people really wasn't all that religious. They mm-hmm. were just, you know, they were like you. They go to temple for like Yom Kippur. I don't—is Yom Kippur important in Jew? I'm not Jew, <laughs> in Jewish. I'm not a Jewish person. I'm, I don't know and stuff I like think, that. I think so, it's pretty right. important. I'm not hundred percent. It's like the New Year, so I—I yes. I didn't say Hanukkah because I don't think Hanukkah is really all that important. I, it's just a very really commercial. Yeah, I think Hanukkah is more like commercial, commercial, commercial yeah. So we move on to. Let's talk about Le- LeBron James. LeBron how- James out here saving the fat kids, man. And I respect <laughs> it. LeBron's that dude out here. He's doing his thing. Mad Pops. Um, this is an article by Vo- 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 Vox. Vox. It means voice in Latin. Yeah, Vox is pretty cool. I like Vox. I like audio content. Um, somewhat commercialized, but I do like audio content. You know, this is oh, this is an article talking about how uh, African Americans, people of color has some of the highest obesity rates in the United States. And a lot of that is actually due to marketing. Mm-hmm. So that they target unhealthy foods to African-Americans at a higher rate than they target unhealthy foods towards other people's of, of other nationalities. Healthy foods? Huh? Healthy foods? You no, said unhealthy foods. Unhealthy foods. So they target, like, the marketing targets unhealthy foods towards black, black people more. So, so like, they yeah, target healthy foods to white people more? Yeah, so you look at it, you look at it, you really look at it, like, it makes sense. So, like, um, a lot of the foods that our stars are on, they're, like, on not so like McDonald's, you understand what I'm saying? Or Sprite. These, like, really, like, like, like when was the last time you see, like, uh, 
a lapo or like a black athlete flying sell you some like organic kabusa. I really don't think they have enough money. <laughs> I'm just saying, but like, it's not like it's not like that target. That's not the marketing target audience. So it's more these um, these big lives of companies with unhealthy dietary practices mm-hmm. like potato chips, like glaze. Well, I think a lot of it just goes to like, and we most of us live in food deserts too. Yeah. So that's another issue. Um, it says, well, it says healthier foods are promoted to wider and affluent people. And some research shows that unhealthier foods to be marketed to, in venues where you got lower income food mm-hmm. and, you know, African Americans and Hispanics. Yeah, like even lap snacks. This is like, as a perfect example. Lap what? Lap snacks. I don't know what that is. Lap snacks? Explain. Okay, well, lap snacks is like snacks made by apples. They ain't made by apples, but like a company that put apples and like apples on them. Um, one of my favorite snacks in the world, if you ever fly the Amigos potato sips, <laughs> go get the Amigos potato sips, man. And also Little Romeo Barbecue. I know Rome don't make music anymore, but those barbecue potato sips is fantastic. <laughs> so definitely fly the Romeo Barbecue potato sips. It's life-changing. Um, but yeah, so it's really talking about the different ways that how marketing foods can be targeted towards underserved populations. What do you think, like, is normal in black communities for, um, like... Yes. Unhealthy foods to be like yeah. part of like the yeah. African American yeah. diet. I never forget. I never. I never forget. One time, I was in high school. I wasn't. High, I was in high school, and I took an apple out of my bag. I was just eating the apple, and this other dude really came over. He like fired to clown me. He's like, "Aha! You got an apple." I had to like slap him. I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about? I'm eating an apple." He's like, "I ain't never ate an apple in my life." And it was sad to me because like apples was like a snack to me. It was mm. just like. You eat an apple, you eat a banana. Like, fruits with snacks. It wasn't like, don't be wrong, I still love honey buns and stuff. But, like, apples, fruits, these were snacks. And he just couldn't grasp that. Like, it goes back to, like, living in those communities where they don't have access to fresh produce. So, they don't snacks and dinners mm. or, like, potato sips. And well, I mean, I, these companies do it deliberately. And, you know, if, if you're the only, they're the only source of, like, food in, like, you know, a couple miles, of course, yeah. you're going to. You know, buy that Taco Bell or yeah. McDonald's. You know, yeah, KFC. Uh, so if you, you got to feed the family, yeah, says so you don't have a car, you don't have liability issues. I, I just think that's just like a bigger issue. So how do we actually get to the point where we can market foods towards black people in the way, or just any people of color, um, that it helps them so that these foods are healthier, citizens, they're good for you, you feel better afterwards. Because that's a big part of it. Like, if you look at it, even now, we still have some of the highest, like, diabetes rates. Um, definitely the highest blood vessels mm-hmm. out of most groups. But I think that's because we got a lot to worry about, too. Yeah. But I think the dieting is a big part of it. And we've gotten better, but I think we still have a long way to go as a coastal and as a community. I mean, what about you? You go to high school. You see, like, a lot of your friends, they tend to make health, health like... Healthier decisions. Well, a lot of them, eat, just, like a lot of them, just eat like the, the lunch food. And our lunch food isn't that bad. It's like real food. Yeah, but, um, wasn't like that when I was. They We have a chef prepares it. I don't go. I don't go to a, a private school. I go to a fancy charter school. Yeah, chef man. We had government lunches. Like mm-hmm. the only day I ever ate once was pizza day. I ate pizza day, and I was eating tots. Potato They're making me pay for lunch now, so I refuse. You really boozy. You gotta pay for lunch. Well, well, it's because you know because the mom is they only have me on her on paper. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Out. yeah. or older. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of I think a lot of like the food 
goes down to a lot of like our economic issues mm-hmm. like in um a lot of our, uh, a lot of the problems go down through, you know, there's just the lack of resources and access to good, healthy food. Well, it's crazy you, you know? said that. Like, I was talking to this one um, race until I was in, young lady from Germany, and she couldn't believe that, like, we pay the same amount of uh, money for bread that, like, rich people pay. The parents in Germany, they don't do that. It's like they'll like they'll like they'll, they'll adjust the tax based off how much money you make on your boy. Well, that's not how it is here. It's just like a boy costs boy. I don't know how like how much money you make. You make you pay the same amount. They adjust it. Yeah. So how, like, would they, how do they know if you like pay with like an EBT card or something or like the German equivalent? Yeah. Oh. Wait, it doesn't so matter. everyone has an EBT card in Germany? No, everyone has an EBT card, but like the people who do have those things, they have a, a adjustable tax on it. Mm-hmm. Or people like they don't they don't pay taxes if they have those things on it. Like we you still pay food taxes if you have an EBT card. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they saying they don't. So well, that's pretty. That's a pretty smart. But yeah, I don't know how accurate this is. I could be completely wrong. So tell me if I'm completely <laughs> wrong. Everyone's listening from Germany. This is one person. Who's homeless? And I might get it wrong. Maybe so. it's just like a German province, or I don't know, wow, or yeah. province or something like that. But you know, I, you know, I think food is really important. I wrote a, I write poetry about food. Um, so check out my Twitter page. Same with pod. <laughs> check out my Twitter page <laughs> at Truth Jeremiah, and you can also check out Jamal on Twitter at Truth Jamal. Because I never use. I need to step my <laughs> game up. I'm about to step it up hard. I don't. I don't tweet, man. And you can see my wonderful insights on my Twitter page. I am I am very active on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, shameless plug, but you know. (laughs) To our last topic, black spaces and white blindness. Let's talk about this a little bit. Talk about it. What you got? Well, you know, you know, as as our country is undergoing a a, a change of gentrification across all the cities, Mm -hmm. uh, more white people are coming in. Um, to traditionally black spaces and it's hard for a lot of black not excuse me it's hard for a lot of white people to imagine an area uh, a middle class black neighborhood what's your what's your opinion on this i don't think there's enough of them i think that's why it's hard for people to imagine mm-hmm. them and because in america there really isn't that many at least in my opinion in places i've gone and cities I've gone, I think that's the one thing that's really made gentrification really interesting to me. Because you can see how I can find us from a neighborhood very quickly. But, yeah, even if you go to places like Chicago, there's not really... I mean, there might be, but I haven't found one that was like a prospering, middle-class, black neighborhood. It would be like these white neighborhoods where some black people lived there that was in the fat. And the same thing here. And then you cross over and you're like, you're in the hood very quickly. Um, so I don't think there... I don't... There might be some, if you know of any. I know there's some in like, in other cities probably Maryland but I, don't think, I don't think most cities in America have those type of neighborhoods mm-hmm. at least anymore I could be wrong that might be a norm in, in a lot of other places I, I I often think of when I think of like black like black middle class I often think of Maryland you know like why Maryland because like there's a lot of black professionals who live in Maryland and like who live in like suburbs of Maryland even though those are suburbs, like I'm talking about inner city neighborhoods. But I don't think I don't think the way our cities are are like have have been based off of you know, I don't think it will lead to a, a black middle class neighborhood. You know in what a saying? city, yeah. Besides you Atlanta, can, you know? yeah, you could have it like in a suburb, but not like in the actual. Yeah, I mean the like metropolitan area. Probably the only one I know is Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is a, is a weird. Do they have any examples situation. of prospering black middle class cities in the article? Or no, they, they just they just talk about um, gentrification. No, it's not about gentrification. It's about how white people view um, black. So it's like in the white people perspective on yeah. like 
black people find to build middle mm. class neighborhoods. Like they just no, they don't see the if they move into an area. But do they, they exist? Don't. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't it, know. I mean, the article bias? doesn't. The article doesn't. I think it's more about the bias, yeah. not about examining black middle class neighborhoods. But you I know, it'd be cool to examine them. Like the, if like if they yeah. are out there, to, like I'm find sure these. Out there. I mean, I'm sure they are out there. I'm just saying, like I'm, I don't know how many there are, but there are a huge amounts of them. To like find figure out what they did really well. And how can you, like, duplicate that? If that's even something mm-hmm. that can be duplicated. I think it depends on the city, too. Like, I think here, anyway, in Facebook, I think we're a little too far down the rabbit hole to find it duplicated. Of, like, gentrification or yeah, something? Yeah, we're way too far down the rabbit hole of gentrification. Um, well, there, was, there wasn't even a lot of black people in Pittsburgh to begin with. There's not that many black people in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a yeah nice I, I mean, if you're not in Philadelphia. I mean, that's all the black people doing. Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. There's a couple mm-hmm. in Harrisburg, but other than that, it's really... I really don't think... Maybe I don't. I said a couple. I didn't say a lot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say a lot. I mean, just not even a lot. Like, but uh, you all got like the Pittsburgh population is like mostly white. Mm-hmm. I think I think black people like one fourth population and declining or something, like, or yeah. maybe thirteen. I don't know. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's. I don't think it's bad. No, thing. but I think like with gentrification and stuff, like more black people are get, not staying in the city or can't afford it, so they're, like, moving out to, like... Oh, why? Fucking poor white people can't afford it. Oh, yeah. It's just, you gotta have money to go to the city now. I think a lot of it goes down to, like, cities are not meant for the poor. Not anymore. It used to... It used to be a place for poor people to come in. But now cities are a place for, like... But I don't understand that, because, like... Because they don't want to commute to work and the big companies are in the city, so it's easier to move here, and now you don't have to buy a car. You can be the cool hip guy just walked away. But that was always weird, because, like, if you read, like, it's just, like, I don't know, I'm not old enough, but, like, you, like, people all used to have looked down on public transportation. Now it's, like, a hip thing to do. Yeah, because people would know that they just gotta keep pumping carbon monoxide into the air and don't expect the war to come to it. And, like, these, like, these, like, these are real resources. Yeah. Like, people are starting to understand, like, I just can't drive my, like, 2,000 Mercedes, Mercedes that, like... Pump out deadly toxins every day, yeah. and I don't think because the government's not going to put reflexes on these things. Like then they just then they just take away all the like greenhouse reflexes on cars and other things like that. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think they did. Mm-hmm. So uh, like if these are like if if these if these entities aren't going to monitor it, then it's going to be but you focus know on the individuals. But that but that but that but you know my problem with that is that they're making like greenness and environmentalness a white thing. It is it, a white because, thing. Because like if it's a very white thing. Because if you like moved out in the middle, but there are this, black green activists. Oh yeah, activists. most there always have been. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you move out to the middle of a hick town nowhere suburb and like you. <laughs> You gotta drive, you know what I'm saying? I think it's probably too. It's just easier for them not to like want to see. It's easier if you are, if you live in a, if you if you don't, if you. It's easier that poverty probably doesn't exist if you can't see them. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. You have any last remarks about this, Jamal? Nah, definitely hit us up on Twitter. Follow, follow the content. Follow us like on Young Slap. Black in America. We yeah. made the official Twitter page now. It's up and running. Also, if you have any articles, things you like us to discuss, any topics, yes. any news you want us to hear our opinions about, tweet, leave comments. Well, um, and we're yeah. on Anchor now. We're on Anchor, definitely. And so, you can style the Anchor. We're going to get that affiliate link up. Woo-hoo. You guys want to start a podcast, Anchor is the quickest and easiest way. Click the link in the description below. Um, we didn't get the affiliate link. I'm gonna get tonight and connect to them deal. That's for you and you and use the affiliate link too so we can get our money. And also, and also, 
we haven't set it up yet, but if you want to donate to Young Black America, there's also another way to do that on um, Anchor, so check it out. Lots of cool things are happening on Young Black in America. We're expanding, we're getting bigger. I'm taking in end times. So oh, we're not doing all yeah, that. We're taking it in time. We're not we're doing all that. Time. We're not doing all that. We're in time. Wop in the email. My don't, my don't, my don't know it yet. We take it in time. We ain't doing that. I haven't got paid yet. You mean you get paid every, every time I take the e food? You get paid. See ya. <laughs>